to show. What's up, everybody? It's Dante. We're coming back again with another episode of Off the Mets Podcast. This week's guest is a returning guest. I like having returning guests because it gets the jitters out the way. We've already done all that. Now it's just let's talk and have fun. Um, I'm bringing back for this episode, good friend Alfredo. And um, last time Alfredo was on, we discussed Arte Suave Elite. He was prepping for the first event. And now that we're several months down the line, I think he's a four-event veteran now. So um, I'm going to go ahead and jump in and get into a bit of a discussion about how this past weekend's event went and also him competing as well. So uh, without further ado, what's going on, Alfredo? How you doing, man? Good, good. A little tired. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, a little tired, but uh, just to put it in uh, short, I guess, not short, but uh, it was insane. It was, I had this one guy yesterday, um, he told me like multiple times, he's like, dude, Fredo, this this card is fire. And I'm like, I know, <laughs> it is off the hook uh, from start to finish. And it's funny because... I'm the one that, so um, there's three of us that run the event. Um, I'm not the only one, and we're all partial owners. I'm I'm kind of the one that kind of kick-started it, and then the other two kind of jumped on. They're friends of mine. Um, and uh, I don't know where I was getting to that, but <laughs> I lost my turn. Just got to make sure they understand, you know, yeah. people know, hey, this is my shit. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, so, um, and I'm I'm the one that runs the social media portion of of it, and um, I'm always posting about like, hey, I'm telling you guys, uh, make sure you watch this fight. This is um, this is the one that you want to watch for. This is the fighter you want to watch for. I'm always posting that, and I and I'm always saying, hey, have, have I ever let you guys down? You know, this fight's gonna be really good. And so for this event, I, I kept posting, like, from top to bottom, this event is going to be very good. And uh, I kept posting that. So people kept telling me, like, yeah, you were right. This event is really good. This The matchups are great. Um, and, it, yeah, it was it was awesome. The kids on this event, we this is the most amount of kids slash teens that we had. And they showed up big time. Like, it was it was insane the the technique the intensity it it was awesome um yeah people were telling me like yeah you should you should do a, a kids and teen show i'm like well we're we're planning on doing something like that soon <laughs> i'm sure that's one of those things especially when you think about or at least us here on the east coast when we think about jujitsu in the nation from my perspective it's just, just California. There's just so much talent out there. Um, just so many schools, so many great competitors, so many, you know, just, just so much great jujitsu coming out of California. And it, and it all starts right there with the kids. 
like with the teens. Yeah. Um, you know, specifically um, Jacob Brown. I know, um, you know, he, he's a top guy out there. And, you know, I, I believe um, I remember speaking to him years ago, like, you know, when he was young and and just, you know, seeing him and just kind of seeing him on the rise. And, uh, you know, that's always one of the names that stands out out there, you know, on the West Coast, especially. So I'm not at all shocked that, you know, the teens, you know, put on the show that they did. And, you know, having an event where it's just the teens, teens only, that I'm sure that's going to be just, it's just going to up the ante even more. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. So uh funny thing is that um I think we talked about Jacob, the first podcast, and his match against Anthony Urea. Mm. That was supposed to happen back in January. Mm-hmm. Um, what ended up happening is um, uh, Jacob ended up getting uh, injured, COVID, uh, something happened. And so that match didn't happen. I was super bummed out because um, I seen videos of Anthony Urea and I, and, and I knew that he was really good at judo. At the, I'm not sure if at that time he was a black belt in judo yet. Um, but I knew he was a really good judo player, really good wrestler, and really good jiu-jitsu. And, and as most people probably know that are um, well-versed with uh, jiu-jitsu and jiu-jitsu practitioners, as, as you were just mentioning, Jacob Brown, black belt judo, um, wrestler, and as well, very, you know, very good at jiu-jitsu. Obviously trains at AOJ, so he's got you know, very nice outside passing, good overall jujitsu. So that fight fell through the first go around. I'm like, I was bummed. Um, uh, we were able to replace him with somebody else to fight Anthony Urea. Um, and Anthony Urea did awesome. I, I, he went up against uh, Jack. I forget his last name. A great kid. Very good from check mat. It was an awesome match. Um, Anthony was able to edge him out and beat him. Um, and then I was excited that we were able to book it again. So we, we were able to book Jessica Khan, um, but she got hurt as most people know. Um, so I had to find a replacement, but along with Jessa, a lot of AOJ kids were like, Hey, I want to compete. I'm like, that's perfectly fine. I could definitely find you people. Um, and it was, Every match that I found for, you know, I, I wanted to find the, the, we try and match as evenly as possible. Like, oh, this is going to, this is going to be an interesting match. Um, with some people, that's very difficult to do. But for the most part, you know, that's what we try and do. We try and find the closest match possible. And um, so with, uh, with, who is it? Uh, Mickey Willen, uh, hopefully I said his name right. Um, he, I watched some videos of him. Very talented kid. I, it, he just on the show. He uh, he did a barambolo and took the back like way better than a, a lot of adults, and he did it so smoothly um, at this event. And uh, when I 
when he signed up and wanted and wanted to get on the event, I immediately thought of a kid from Aries. I'm like, okay, well, let me match him up with this kid against Aries. Um, and as as these other AOJ kids were uh, signing up, wanting to compete, I'd do the same. I'm like, okay, well, let me match match him up. And as you know, AOJ is a very decorated school. Um, most of the people that train there are very good, constantly winning. Um, on their way to to competing on Arte Suave, all these kids were were going to Houston. They were going to Orlando. They were going to other uh, the promotions to to fight, and they're all on a win streak. So was um, Jacob Brown. Jacob Brown's won like five matches before this one, and all like in a row, like in the span of maybe like three months, if that. And uh, it was fun because these these other kids gave because I've seen AOJ blow through other kids like just run through the competition, and in this one it was fun to see them get tested um, and get pushed. Um, and that match between Anthony uh, Urea and Jacob Brown, it was a battle to the very end, <laughs> to the very end. Um, it, it, that actually, I haven't announced it, but that's actually a fight of the night. Um, nice. yeah. And it just, it was just amazing. It went to the last second. It, um, the way our rules work, I don't know if I went over the rules last time we have uh regulation and then we do uh one round of overtime, uh, EBI overtime where, Ride time normally in, in EBI overtime, you do three rounds of each person takes the back or does spider web, and then uh, ride time is counted up if nobody submits. We switched it up, we only do one round, so each person gets a chance at either the back or spider web. And if you don't submit, if nobody submits, it goes to golden score. The only time the time matters is if, um, one person submits faster than the other, then that's the only time that time matters. Okay. Um, and then it goes to golden score. Well, this match went all the way to golden score. And um, again, both wrestlers, both good at judo. And uh, it went to a last like scramble where like for a second, you thought Jacob was going to win. And then all of a sudden Anthony was about to, you know, did a sweep. And then, and then Jacob Brown reversed that. And it was just, it was really back and forth. Like even to the last second, it went back and forth like four times to until Jacob Brown uh, ended up beating him. And uh, it was a very emotional moment for that team as well. Um, just getting pushed to that limit. Um, Jacob even ended up with like a bruised eye. Like those kids went to battle. <laughs> it was a battle. Um, yeah. And, um, we had uh, some some gray belts going up against yellow belts that were given the yellow belts issues. Um, the very first match, it was a, a, a good yellow belt, Elsa Reyes versus uh, Brianna Clements. Brianna Clements is a gray belt. Um, she gave uh, Elsa a run for her money, but Elsa ended up winning. But it was it was it was a tough match. Um, it, it was it was great. I, I, I personally had so much fun. Um, and then I had some of my teammates on the card as well. And, um, one of my teammates, he always has to remind me, he's like, Fredo, 
it's time to switch modes. You're about to compete. <laughs> and because uh, I'm, you know, I'm in Arte Suave mode, enjoying the show. Um, this is, you know, it's what I love to do. And I love to see the the fruit of our labor um, and and see these um, these people, whether it's kids, teens, adults, you know, they're they're going out there and they're they're trying to show everybody what the work that they've put in. And I think myself and, and two others that all share um, ownership in the organization, <coughs> excuse me, um, have that desire and that love for jujitsu. It's not just about throwing events together because, and I don't want to speak, you know, I don't want to be a person that speaks negatively, but you'll have other shows that just throw, you know, like, oh, this person weighs 170 pounds. This person's weighs 172. They're both purple belts. Let's throw them together without even caring, like, what their styles are, what they've accomplished. It's like, oh, they weigh the same. They're about the same age. Throw them together. That was actually going to be a question, uh, you know, that I want to ask you is, you know, when you set the matchups and I know you like to, you know, make sure that styles match up, you know, they're, you know, pretty, pretty even in skill. What's the, you know, how do you go about that is just, just finding people period. Um, you know, well, people come to you or do, you, you know, I guess, especially now as we're further along in, in the, um, the process of the events now, are people now coming to you saying, Hey, you know, put me on or, you know, are you still kind of, you know, as someone comes to you, do you, do you like have someone in mind? As soon as someone comes to you, like, Oh, you know what? I got just a person for you. A little bit of all of those. <laughs> oh. um, yeah. We had 500 people apply for this last event, hmm. <laughs> which is, which is insane. So let me, let me, tell you a quick story about one of the kids very talented kid i love that kid his name is uh matthew or, or i don't know if i'm saying this right or, or Don. um his dad messaged me and um he messaged me and he's like hey can you put my kid on the event and you know and it, this happens all the time i get people message me all the time you need this person you need you know you need this weight this you know i, I can be on the event I get it all the time and so I'm like, okay, well, just another person that wants to get on the event. And uh, and before I get into that, I, I was telling somebody yesterday, I have gotten desensitized to accomplish jujitsu accomplishments. It's kind of crazy how like mentally how that works, because I've seen like, oh, one jujitsu world league five times, you know, one Pan Am kids or one Pan Am like three times, you know, it could be gold. And I'm like, okay, well, that's nice. Like I've seen four other people do that as well. And it's like, and I think about it, I'm like, no, that's still really good accomplishment. <laughs> like it's, it's very good. It, sh it should still be impressive. But now because I've seen it so much, it's like, mm, okay, you won this. Congrats. Well, yeah, it, it's not, you know, I, I think I get what you're saying. Cause it's not so much that it's like, you know, ah, oh, well, okay. You've done that. Okay. Good for you. It, But you know, as you go through, uh, matchups and just see different people's accomplishments, you know, it all starts to kind of blend. 
you know, and, and that's the thing. They're all up there, you know, at the top. So once everybody's all at the top, you're seeing, you know, everything blending. It's impressive, but it's not like for me to see it, you know, I think it would be a little different. Where it's like, oh, wow. Like, look at these accolades where with you, it's like, OK, that's cool. I got someone for you. I got right. a natural for you. <laughs> you know, right. it's not not you know, it's not like wow, like you know, let me get your, you know, like here, let like let me get your autograph. Let me let me let me pull right. your chair out for you. Right. And it's you know, it it should always like I had to re-rack my mind and be like, no, it's still impressive. Like mm-hmm. I have to remind myself this, you know, that type of stuff is very impressive. Like to just to win one is impressive. You know, to win worlds once, regardless at the level, you gotta be good. And so, um, you know, his dad sends me a message. He's like, oh, he's won, you know, all these, he's beaten all these people. And then he proceeds to send me a bunch of videos. And I look at the videos. And obviously he did a very smart thing by doing that. And I look at the videos. I'm like, that is very impressive. (laughs) Uh, And so he he sends me those videos. I'm like, well, let's get your kid on the card then. immediately after I see the videos, because that's, you know, I saw the technique. I'm like, well, your kid's good. Um, and so we found him a match. Um, it didn't go his way, this this go around. Um, but he put up a great show. He went up against a higher belt. He was an orange belt. He went up against a green belt and and, and put on put on the show and uh, did a great job. Um, I know a lot of people get a little worried about losing on the show. Um, I've had a couple people like, Oh, I'm sorry that I lost. I hope I'll get invited back on. I'm like, it's, it's not about that. Like, um, there's some people that go out there and put it out all on the line, like, and they display beautiful jujitsu or on top of that, just, just show a lot of heart. Uh Um, I, I'd invite somebody who is and five and they're constantly going out there and there's a phrase you probably heard it's you know uh come back come come back with your shielder on it and mm-hmm. so we actually have an award called the spartan award that is for somebody that does that it's you know that goes out there and leaves it all on the line like you gave it all that that you got and you know it could be a winner or it could be a loser like because that's the catchphrase for that that award it's like come back with your shielder on it um and so that's, it's definitely not my mentality. My, my, our, our mentality with Arte Suave is to put on a good show. It's not to get always sure. to get like the best of the best, like, oh, you can't lose. I'm not a hundred percent worried about that. It's, it's to me, it's more about producing great shows and having people enjoy it because that's what I enjoy <laughs> is watching good jujitsu. I think that's the important thing for people to understand though, too, is that, you know, it is a show at the end of the day. And when there was a, a press conference a few months back with uh, UFC fighter, Ashley Yoder, who I'm a bit big fan of, uh, she's been on the show before. Um, and she was going against Angela Hill, I believe. And yeah, I think someone, you know, criticized both of them, you know, about their win loss record. And the thing is, both those women 
win or lose, they come out to fight. And there's always a good show put on. And I think that's an important thing to remember in all facets of competition is, you know, there's going to be a winner. There's going to be a loser. That's not really the important thing. The important thing is, did you go out there and put put everything on the line? Did you go out there and, you know, you know, fight hard, put on a show, you know, because, again, when you when you really put it together, this is a show and it's a show of skill. It's a show of heart. And, you know, did they come out there and display that? If the answer is yes, then they should be, you know, yeah, you want to get the win. But if you lost, but you still fought your hardest and and still gave it your all, you know, that speaks volumes, too. Yeah. And that's another thing that, you know, we all, we definitely look for <laughs> is the person's attitude. Um, I had, did have somebody, I'm not going to mention their name, um, somebody that applied and I was like, okay, they seem to be very good. I looked at videos. I'm like, oh, wow, they're, they're pretty good. I was going to put them on. And, uh, one of the, one of my friends, co-owners, uh, Kelsey, she's like, uh, he's known to, uh, get into fights with people. I'm like, mm, I'd rather not to ha- have them. Because that's something else that we really have on the shows when you're there at the event is the vibe there that's going on. It's very homey, like very welcoming. Um, I've heard that every single event. I've had people come up to me. He's like, uh, and and be like, I've been wanting to come to one of these events. I don't know anybody that is competing. I just wanted to see what this was all about because I've heard that it's got such a cool vibe and we, you know, we wanted to see, um, which is such a cool thing to hear. Um, I've actually had a competitor say, I would love to compete for Arte Suave because of how cool the owners are and laid back they are. Um, and the personality, your guys' personalities make it very welcoming. Good. Good. Yeah. So it's, it's been, it's been surreal to see where the direction and what we've had four events. <laughs> I was just about to ask, um, just to confirm. Cause I, I was like, I'm pretty sure this was number four that just took place, um, in April. Yeah. Right, good. Yesterday. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it's funny cause, um, the last few events, this one included, it's just something's always been up for me that evening. It's like, although I do like that, you know, it can be, um, you know, I guess on demand as well, um, type deal, or at least the first one, um, that I, you know, watched, I was able to go back and watch it again, um, at a later point, but I do like that, you know, that was an available option because, yeah. Watching jujitsu, it's, you know, I have friends that they're just starting to train. And now, now that they know what's going on, now they're like, dude, now I want to watch more jujitsu. I was like, I have just the event for you. Like, tune in. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, and I'm telling you, it's, it's great. Um, Such great matches. It's just amazing. Um, this one uh, again, like I said, this this event was was by far our best event, and unfortunately, 
um, we were having like the first three months we were having issues with some lag and it wasn't due to the internet. It wasn't due to anything that really we were doing the very first event. Uh, there were some issues that we, ha- we had personally had. So, um, we were extremely low budget. The first event we were using, um, and being a hundred percent transparent, we were using a camera that is meant to take photos as <laughs> to record Sure, an expensive one, but, um, so it overheated, it blacked out and oh. then, um, there was just a lot of issues. And then the second go around, we tried to correct all those. Uh, we were able to purchase an actual camera for videos. And um, then it, we still had issues and we were just perplexed. Like what, what's going on? Um, found out that it was the platform for this event. We were able to change the platforms and we had no lagging whatsoever from beginning to end. Um, the video quality was perfect. The only issue was we didn't know that on this platform, you had to hit one button to store the video. So the, the one of our best events is not saved, <laughs> oh, wow. um, which kind of sucks because like even myself, um, I competed on this event and I had one of the most dominant performances of my jujitsu career against an opponent who has trained longer than me. Um, and I wanted to see it and save it and just also, you know, watch, um, how I did. And on top of that, one of our best events, just period is not saved. Um, so I'm super bummed out about that. It's, you know, we're just, it's just in our memory and obviously people that, that recorded on their phones or or their cameras. Yeah, I, I saw a few of those floating around um, on Instagram um, late last night, early this morning. Um, you know, as I hopped in and out, I was like, okay, all right. You know, you know, I rec- I recognize the the layout, so I'm like, okay, cool, cool. All right, looks like things went well. Um, and then, and that's you know a big part of you know, why I want to even talk with you and just kind of get your feeling on it. You know, we scheduled this uh, about a month, about a month ago, maybe. Um, But I was optimistic. I've had a good feeling, you know, things are going to go well. And I want to, you know, just do the follow up and touch base with you and, you know, see how everything went, especially with you competing. That, That was a big thing. You know, when you mentioned, I was like, "Okay, all right, here we go. You're going to get out there in your event. I want to see how that works for you, how you feel going out there. Um, So it's interesting that, like you say, you're, you know, Arte Suave Mo, you're enjoying the fights. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, I got to remember, I got to get it. I got to get in go mode. (laughs) Yeah. I got one of my buddies. He's uh, he's a blue belt now. Uh, He started with us at our gym. Uh, summer of last year very talented like he's been training what 10 months and he already got his blue belt but this this guy's a savage like he's already a blue belt in 10 months um and yeah he was he he, he's a good friend of mine now um he would um and he was very dedicated he would come with me in, in the mornings uh saturday mornings and learn a bunch of different techniques and 
kind of get beat up by a bunch of purple belts. That's, you know, another reason why he you know, got better so much quicker. True. And um, he's the one that reminded me. He's like, Fredo, it's time to get into kill mode. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm like, let me, <laughs> let me get in that mindset. And I was like, let me go change. Um, but it's so hard to do that, especially because uh, one of the other owners of the event, her name's Kelsey, she was competing right before me. And so I, I go and warm up with one of my coaches. He's like, hey, you know, Fredo, you want to go warm up? I'm like, yeah, I need to. And then I, um, I look at the corner of my eye and hear that uh, Kelsey's going up. I'm like, oh, wait, come on. I'll wait, Ali. I need to go watch. <laughs> Even though I knew I was going to go up next, and uh, I was watching. She had a she had a battle with uh, this this girl. Um it's no stranger that Kelsey is a guard player. She will pull guard and she will most likely triangle you. <laughs> like that's, it's uh, not, you know, not in question that that's what's most likely going to happen. Uh, the girl that she went up against, it's such a, she's a good wrestler. Very, like, very good wrestler. And um, she had a very good top pressure. And uh, there's a couple uh, triangle attempts and uh, Kelsey had her in a deep triangle and then she ended up getting uh almost submitting her in a mounted triangle and i was like how is this girl not tapping right now <laughs> like legit like, I, people are fighting to the to the very end on these events and um she ended up going into the golden score and 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 doing a de la Hiva sweep uh to mount so it was Good. Good. yeah and that's, again, another just excellent thing to hear is that, you know, people are getting out there and they're giving it all. They're not just coming out and saying, eh, you know, it's just another Saturday. No big deal. You know, I'll, I'll, you know we'll get where we need to get and, you know, go home. Yeah, for, for me, it still eats me inside when I lose. Um, the last time that I lost was not too long ago, actually, uh, two months ago. Um, I went up against a guy named Tyler Held, who was on this card. He was supposed to fa- fight Zach from AOJ. Uh, Zach got hurt, hurt his foot. Um, but first time I fought Zach, f- funny story. Um, I was, Kelsey tells me like the Tyler's opponent pulled out and I'm like, okay. And keep in mind, I'm eating senorita breads. <laughs> I just got done eating like 10 senorita breads. <laughs> um, and she's like, uh, we need to find an opponent. I'm like, well, I could probably make 175. And I was pretty far from that. <laughs> and I'm like, ask him if he'll do 175. I think his match was like 170. I think. I don't remember. Um, I was like, oh, well, you know, will you do 175? And him being the savage that he is, he's won like, nogi worlds and a bunch of other competitions got a lot of accolades and it's very good and that's one of the reasons why i want to take that match i'm like mm, i've never really competed against a guy like that like that I'm like i want to see where i'm at kind of like a measuring stick sure um and uh he's like yeah he took it obviously he was coming in from arizona so he's like i want to i want to still fight and it was like five days notice and um uh yeah so we we compete um he uh did very well against me um we ended up going into overtime and uh i got a bone arrow on him in overtime and then he got me in an arm bar 
uh, during regulation, um, he got like neon belly on me. He, uh, believe he scored like in like IBJJF, he would have scored like nine points on me. I was defending, uh, quite a bit. Um, but it was still nice to, you know, I was able to recover my guard on him. Um, and he had a, he had really good side control, really good control. Um, so it, it was a nice, nice measuring stick. That was the one match where I lost, where I was just like, well, he was clearly the better competitor. Um, I, I kind of took a moral victory as in like, he literally like, he's been on like a rampage and submitting like everybody. I'm like, well, I didn't get submitted in regulation. <laughs> That's what I took back as like, Oh yeah, I guess uh, I, I did. All right. Um, and uh, small yeah, victories where you can find them. Yeah. Yeah. Small victories. And I, and I wasn't as upset every other loss that I've had. I was pissed. I was, I would did not, you know, let that go um, before Tyler, um, I went to Jiu-Jitsu World League. I lost um, my first match, 0-0. And uh, it was 0-0, and it went to ref's decision, and I lost. Mm. I was so upset about that. Like, my coach saw me, and I was telling him, I want a rematch with that guy. He's like, oh, don't we all? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I wasn't – even if I would have won 0-0, that that it's not sad it's not enough to win like that like i feel like the, you know that's just not a win in, in my opinion no i agree it it's a you didn't win like they didn't win you didn't lose it was just it, you know it's one of those things where it's like yeah you got to run it back you got to it's got to be definitive it's like in the ufc when a, a fight goes to uh split decision but it's just so razor razor close and it's like okay like we you know we got to really like run it back answer yeah. yeah so yeah um so, so um with the events just um as you can recall going back to the first one and then you go to your second one um you know what are some of the lessons you picked up from that first one going into the second event um, as you all are prepping and get in it, you know, how much different was the second one from the first one in, in terms of preparation, um, just output, just everything, like just what was the growth for you? Um, it was pretty much night and day. Um, even the first event when we were done, uh, keep in mind, I have no experience doing this at all. Coordinating, none of that. It's literally just me using my brain putting stuff together um, from competitions that I've done and just knowing about jujitsu and watching it and, and attending them. So um, I'm a very observant person. So I just kind of put everything together based off of what I've learned from observing. And I had some people like, Oh, do you have experience doing this? I'm like, Nope. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I think that's what makes it that much more impressive though. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm personally kind of like, wow, this is just amazing. Like how, you know, I truly feel blessed by God, just that, how great these events have been, you know, with the little experience that I've had. Um, So going from the first event to the second one, we had so many different changes. We had, 
because we had at the first one we had it at uh, a UFC gym in Rockland. The reason we did that is because Placer County was a lot more less stringent on COVID stuff, um, so we knew it wasn't going to get shut down. Um, and then then we moved it over to UFC gym Rockland, or excuse me, Folsom, and we were able to fit much more people in there, um, more more vendors, and then we got a DJ. Uh, the DJ, which is a, a friend of mine, um, that I've become friends with, uh, his name is Byron. And I think I, I told you about, uh, fostering jujitsu. Yes. Um, he, uh, he also DJs. And so he sets up their, you know, fostering jujitsu booth. They sell their jams and then he DJs for us. And it's such a cool vibe, you know, to have him DJ. And they also announce the, the fighters as they walk out. Um, yeah, it, it, and slow, there's always been a, a small upgrade. So the first one was at, you know, UFC Jim Rockland, pretty small. We were announcing our, you know, own fighters to walk on. Next one, we had a DJ. Um, and then the third month we ended up getting uh, a cool lighting system, getting more cameras. Uh, the third event, we, the first event, we had pretty much one camera. Second event, we had two. Um, third event, we had three and then, you know, this event, we had a camera, we had the DJ or the, all, uh, you know, three cameras, a great platform to stream the pay-per-view, um, bunch of vendors. We have a bunch, you know, a ton of sponsors now and it's, yeah, yeah. I always, um, see on Instagram popping up and was like, Oh, you know, there's another one, there's another <laughs> one they're growing. <laughs> Yeah. So if there's any uh, meal, if anybody's listening and there's any meal prep <laughs> sponsors, <laughs> uh, that's, I feel like we'd be complete with that. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, we're, we're done with, with sponsors. Cause that's another thing that um, we've kind of gone with. We don't just go with any like sponsor. We really want to vibe with the energy and the, the, um, yeah, just the vibe of the sponsor uh, and w- what they bring, and um, we're not we're not corporate. And the, that's the best way that I can explain it. We're not corporate. Yep. We're, we're we have very much that mom and pop feel, but still with the intensity and the legit the, the legitimacy uh, legit feeling of like fight to win. And that's, I think, another important thing there, though, too, uh, just in the world when it comes to events like this or businesses, period, is at least with me, if I know, you know, this is, you know, a smaller scale type deal and, you know, you, you get that feel of the people personally versus like where I work, you know, my job is, you know, it's it's corporate. You know, it's, um, you know, got higher ups, got CEOs and, you know, all those letters and whatnot. And those people don't get touched. You know, people don't know them personally, whereas, you know, there are, you know, shops in my area where you go around the corner and you talk to the people, you, you know, this is their, their thing. This is theirs. And you know, it's coming from the heart versus coming from a place of uh, profit and greed. Exactly. 
And, um, that's, you, you hit the nail on the head. Um, for us, it, it's coming a hundred percent from the heart, like hands down, this is what we love to do. And on top of that, we've got so much support from the team, like in the team where we train at, um, it's, they, they're all constantly like, Hey, how can I, how can we help with the event? How, you know, what do you need? Can we set up chairs? Can we do this? Like, it's, it's such a, it's, it's a blessing, you know, that I don't need to be like, Oh, I need help. I need to find somebody to help out with the events. Like I've got abundant amount of help and not just from our team. I've got people from all around like, Hey, I want to help with your event. Um, so it, it's not, it's very nice. Um, to be able, you know, to have access to that. Well, that was something, you know, again, from our previous episode, just right from the beginning with talking with you and just hearing how passionate you were about getting this set up in that first event, especially. And I could just, you know, I could feel that, you know, this was something from the heart. It wasn't like, you know, you, you know, it, I, I never got the sense that you're saying, saying things just to kind of, pull a shroud over my eyes or anything and like yeah you know i want to do this you know saying all the right things but then behind the scenes it's like well what i really want to do is i want to do this and i want to do that and i want to grow and then i want to sell the name and i want to you know then make another event and then build you know all this you know capital from it and blah 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 no you're putting on genuine fights you know for people to enjoy and in you being a practitioner you know, really adds to that as well, because it's not like you're just some guy that saw jujitsu. You have a bunch of money and say, well, I'm going to put my money into jujitsu. I don't know anything about it, but I'm going to make money off of it. It's you're in it and, and you love it. And that's, you know, that's, that's just a combination that can't be beat when you're into something, you love it. And now you're like, well, you know what? Let me find a way to now, make something of this where it's fun i'm enjoying it and you know i get to give back yeah and that's that's another thing that i that i i that's what drives me as well because there are days i will tell you because i have my regular job and i do this you know i put time into this luckily i have help you know with co-ownership um but there's days where i'm just like why am I doing this? Just because I'm tired. Because I'm tired because I'm working my regular job and then I'm doing all this other stuff on the side. Um, and then I think about it, especially uh, the day of the event. And then it's, you know, I, I get to see great jujitsu. And then on top of that, it's like the best way I can think of it that I hear is when an artist finishes their painting and they're like, it's done. And, the, and you see the result and, and you, you think about the hard work that you did and I'm like, and that's, that's worth it. And on top of that, we get to use a, a good portion of the income that, that we got from it and donate it to really good charities. Um, this month's is uh, teen challenge, which they help um, people who have drug addictions to free themselves from that drug addiction. And that was a request from a friend of mine from our gym. His older brother died of an overdose. And mm-hmm. so he's like, Fredo, can you do um, one that helps people with drug addiction? I'm like, done. We'll, we'll, 100%. Don't, you know, <laughs> no need to ask again. <laughs> like, 
we'll we'll get it done. And uh, yeah, we're gonna. I'll I'll probably be making that donation either today or tomorrow morning. Um, yeah, and that feels good because it's like mm, the hard work that we're putting in is is definitely like a um, kind of like a that's what I'm working for is is to help make a difference in this world kind of through jujitsu. It's just fascinating just knowing that that's that is a thing though. I mean, like I said, from the first time we talked about this and just hearing just hearing it in your voice. And then, you know, also seeing the sponsors. And, you know, I've I've spoken to, you know, a couple of them and like specifically uh fostering jujitsu. Um and just hearing the passion in you know in them as well. And it's like, dude, this is like this is really cool. Like the, you know, you got a bunch of good people doing good stuff and, and giving back. And it's again, at no point do I ever get the sense that like, Oh, you're just in it for the money. You're just in it for this. Like, no, you're doing stuff. You're giving back. You're, you're making your mark in a positive way. And that's, this is, you know, to be, you know, Frank, you know, that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's um, when when the idea of Arte Suave originated in my head, because um, I, I, like I said before, my f- uh, friends at the gym kind of egged me on uh, to start this, and I, I honestly I felt in, in my heart I really felt like touched by God to kind of move forward with it, and um, and make you know that's why it, we. I called it Arte Suave because, um, you know, gentle art, um, translated from Portuguese to English and then, uh, the grapple for a cause. That's what kind of came to me. And it's like, well, you know, if I'm going to do something, it, it, it should be, it sh- there should be an impact in, in, in this world. Um, and uh, I don't know if I mentioned this before, I, I I'm, I consider myself um, a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm a Christian. Um, and so what I'm specifically called for in my faith is to be a light in this world. And what better way to do that than this platform um, and use those funds to help out in multiple different ways. Like the first month we did uh, Destiny Rescue which um, helps kids who are stuck in human sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. The second month we did uh, Casa Shalom, which is an orphanage in Guatemala. Um, and they, you know, I don't know if you've seen the, the video that they sent us that like literally one. I've watched that yeah. like a hundred times and it made me want to cry almost every single time. <laughs> yeah, I remember you, I believe you sent it to me. I know I saw the video. I think you had sent it to me and I watched it. I was like, yeah. dude, that's, yeah. It's, that just hit that hit the heart right there. I was like, oh my yeah. God, this is amazing. Yeah. And um and then the third month we did um fostering jujitsu. And then they surprised us and they said, Hey, uh, we want to donate um to the kids that are competing on this Arte Suave event. And they gave a hundred dollars to each winner. And I felt so fortunate because we don't the only on this event um this last one the fourth one um just because we're giving so much of the money away and also reinvesting a lot of the money to make the event better 
we hadn't really paid out win many win bonuses. The main event would get win bonuses, and then some certain like um, prize, you know, prize money and stuff like that. Um, and then people would get commissions. Um, but uh, this go around, we're paying purple and above. Um, so I just back to the fostering jujitsu when he, um, when they offered like, Hey, we'd like to pay these kids. I'm like, hell yes. Like, let's do it. Um, just because it's like, you know, these kids are, are passionate about jujitsu and to see somebody reward them for the work that they do is to me is amazing. And, and then I, I can't wait to, to send that donation to, um, teen challenge um because unfortunately in 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 our country we have a lot of substance abuse and and Mm -hmm. we need as much help you know against that as as we can and so i feel like i I know it's not like a million dollar donation but it's it's something like it's it's more than i could have done before so sure it's it's awesome um every bit counts yes yeah so so you have uh, you just completed um, event number four, and sounds like it went great. Uh, yeah, I know you got number five coming up at the end of May. In May twenty second, we're yeah. actually grabbing a group of people and uh, going down to San Pedro, California, which is right okay. next to Long Beach, and um, we're having an event down there. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I know when we were discussing uh, setting up, you know, this, this next recording between us, initially my thought was to try to get us on uh, closer to that event. And honestly, I still, you know, want to talk closer to that event and kind of uh, promote it. And, you know, it, you know, whatever following I have, I don't know. Um, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm not sure who listens to this because <laughs> yeah. uh, a buddy, a buddy and I were talking about it because we're working on another show um, currently and we're talking about listeners for this new show. I was like, we don't really have a base. Like, uh, you know, we don't have an ideal for the show. We're just going to get on here and, and do silly things and say silly things, but we don't like, what is the show? And then I was talking about off the mats and my buddy's like, well, yeah, so the thing is, it's framed as a jiu-jitsu podcast, but you talk about a whole bunch of different things and, you know, not a whole lot of jiu-jitsu. So to be honest, like when I'm really thinking, about it, I was like, I want to, you know, pump this up and promote it and, and tell everybody about it. And it's like, huh, I wonder how many people that are still listening are actually uh, jiu-jitsu players um, or practitioners, period. I know last time we recorded um immediately it's like as soon as i put the episode out i don't even think i promoted it or anything yet well i did promote it but like before i got to put up like the first post about it i look and it was just like as many downloads before i even said anything about it as most of my other episodes when i've had you know a a day of like just promoting it and, and reminding people hey new episodes out like yours just like shot through the roof immediately so oh wow so people out there 
you know, they, they wanted to hear what we had to say. Um, they wanted to hear about this event. And I, I honestly, you know, want to, you know, share more of it, you know, want to be able to, um, you know, let people know like, Hey, this is coming up. You know, unfortunately this episode that we're recording here is the day after an event. <laughs> um, and what sounds like, you know, the best one to date, which, you know, I'm still happy for you with that. I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of you, but okay. I feel like your, your main event, it's like each, you know, each event gets better. So, yeah. you know, April's event was the best to date. I feel like, you know, May's right around the corner and, it's going to do just as well, if not better. Uh, and we definitely want to, uh, you know, if you have time, you know, let's, you know, carve out um, some time, maybe the week before, just sit down, you know, do a quick, quick uh, back and forth about it and uh, pump it up a little bit. So that way, um, you know, so, you know, some additional ears get, get wind of it and hopefully throw some eyes there too. But um, you know, I just can't say enough good things about what you're doing. It's just, it's from the heart. It's, it's, you know, full of passion and it's jujitsu. And, you know, like I said, I don't know who's listening to this, but if you're listening, chances are you, you may like jujitsu and (laughs) like, who doesn't like (laughs) jujitsu, you know, Nazis. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. I'm, I'm, no, I was just gonna say, yeah, to whoever is listening, um, if you like jujitsu, trust me, <laughs> you want to watch these events. I, I don't think there's, you know, we I, I know we've only had four events. We're not fight to win. We're not some of these other like super flashy events. But I can promise you, there will be good jujitsu. <laughs> there will be very good jujitsu and very entertaining jujitsu with the same production quality, the production quality, the, the, the angles, the cameras, all that is up, is very much up there with any other high level event, because we do have very good cameras. We have, we have guys that are actual rent. Uh, so one of our sponsors, render media agency, he's another friend of mine. Um, this is what he does. This is literally what he does. Um, he does live streaming. He does video production. He does videos. Um, and his contribution um, to our events, which is why he's a sponsor, he does our um, our uh, promotional videos. Uh, I'm pretty sure you, I know you've seen them because I've seen you yeah. like, like them, the promotional <laughs> videos. Like, this is what we do every month. We want to hype it up. We want to get people excited for jujitsu. And so, Again, if, if even if you don't have anybody on there and you want to watch some great jujitsu, guarantee you will not be disappointed at at any event. <laughs> I think that's another cool thing about it too. Well, especially for us here on the West Coast or not West Coast, East Coast, you know, we're watching these events really with no investment as far as like like, oh, I'm watching it for this person or that person. It's really us watching it for jujitsu. Well, at least me, um, you know, I, I can't speak for everyone else, but, you know, just putting on any event, you know, when Fight the Wind comes out here to Baltimore, you know, all of the uh, crazy, eight, crazy 88, you know, competitors, 
you know, they typically are on the card and, you know, it's a show and, you know, there's an investment because those are our people. So it's like, oh, you know, either we're there in person or, you know, we're on um, flow grappling, whatever it may be, we're, we're watching it, but there's an investment, you know, it's, it's family, you know, for us watching Arte Suave, there's an investment for me because again, uh, you know, your friend. So it's like, I definitely want to support. I definitely want to, you know, put eyes on it. But as far as the competitors go, it is just really a game of, I'm here to see good jujitsu. You right. know, I'm, I'm not thinking, oh, well, you know, Fredo's competing, you know, and, and that's an incentive, but it's not like, okay, I'm, I'm only watching for this. It's like, no, I'm watching here. Okay. That's a good match. You know, go to the next match, you know, Oh, that one was good too. Go to the next one. That one was even better. You know, you're there for good jujitsu and you know, we, we thank you for putting that on. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. I, I definitely appreciate that. And like I said earlier, um, to me, it's very, it's still very surreal. The amount of, um, compliments we get, um, you know, with, the uh, Jacob Brown and his, and his dad, you know, I've been talking to him since, since January, before January, actually, um, for the first event. And then I don't know if they were shy because a lot of people get shy when they, they pull out and, and I, I don't know if they kind of felt bad. Um, but I remember uh, when I told him, like, hey, Jessica Khan's coming back on. Because I, I, he was the only one that I actually personally reached out from AOJ after Jessica Khan. Um, and I'm like, hey, Jessica's back on the card. I'd really like to see you and Anthony go out. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm down. And, um, you know, they told me afterwards, they're like, yeah, we would love to be back on. And that's just, you know, from a high-level competitor who competes IBJJF, you know, a ton and who can easily go on fight to win and constantly, you know, constantly be on there, or, you know, be on all these other promotions. And he's like, yeah, I want to, you know, we, we want to be back on Arte Suave. It's like, wow. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, this is our fourth event and things like this are happening. So it's, it's nice. It's a blessing. I need to reach out to Jacob. He's, he sent me stuff in the past to repost and I just have so much stuff. <laughs> to to repost and, and now i'm getting people sending me D, um dms and, and in some cases they're not even asking me to repost it they're just sending them yeah <laughs> it's like and then you know one of the things i do is i go and see like do you follow me no you don't follow me <laughs> no no i'm not resharing nothing if they follow and you know if i see okay they follow me you know i'll take a look all right they you know they seem cool you know they're, they're friendly about it all right i'll repost and Jacob has messaged me in the past when I first started doing BJJ Wiki. I'd repost a few of his um, videos. And in recent, like within the past year, he sent me stuff and I just never got around to reposting it. And I feel bad about it because it's not like I'm being a, I'm not trying to be a dick. Yeah. It, it is one of those things where it's just like, dude, I'm so bad. Like I'll tell people too, I don't say, hey, can you repost this? And I'm like, dude, I can't promise it's going to be anytime soon, <laughs> but it's in the queue. And Jacob's one of those kids that he sends me stuff constantly on off the mats on um, BJJ Wiki, and it, it's like, dude, I, I should reach out to him. Just like, look, man, I hear you. I, I'm getting the things from you. 
I will post you. Just just bear with me. Um, and also, you know, just, you know, congratulating him. Like, look, dude, you know, you're doing big things, you, you know. And he's, you know, he's young. And yeah. just being at the level that he's at, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, I know as an older cat, you know, all the, you know, all the older guys always say, man, I wish I would have started this, you know, when I was younger. Um, and I, I look back at stuff like that. And I think it's like, would I like, how would that have worked out? Would I have gotten burned out? Cause I get burned out a lot. <laughs> so I, cause I remember my, one of my um best friends growing up, he was a black belt in Taekwondo and he, you know, got his black belt and was just like, all right, I'm done. But he's he's the one that introduced me to watching UFC, which ultimately led me to jujitsu. So uh, his parents, we went to the video store up the street and they rented UFC one uh, and two, and we watched those. And we're like, dude, this shit is so cool. Um, and then I don't think we saw three and four, but then five, they actually bought the pay per view for them, and we watched it and. We were kind of hooked on UFC uh, from that point. And then I was like, dude, you know, I, uh, I want to go, you know, to take Taekwondo with my buddy. And I just never got to it because I think just my age, I was just like, I wasn't committed. I wasn't like, um, you know, I wasn't disciplined. It was like I was still at that age where it's was like, I want to go out and party. I want to go out and buy a bunch of comic books. I want to go out and drink booze. (laughs) And then, you know, as I got into my 30s, I was like, okay, I think I'm ready now. And by that point, you know, you see these younger cats coming up now. It's like, holy smokes. Like, there's no way that, you know, I I can put in the work. But these kids are really putting in the work and they're going to be something special. They're already something special, but it's just going to keep elevating from there. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's it's insane. Yeah, it's 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 insane to see the talent that there is out there. One thing that I do keep in mind, because um, I I always tell myself the same thing. I'm like, man, imagine if I would have started like eight years old, like where mm-hmm. I'd be right now. Um, but the level of jujitsu compared to the level of jujitsu now, just the knowledge of yeah. what there was around, it's just not the same. It's the same as like the basketball, you know, basketball, you know, yeah, or football. The level of talent is just different just because the sport in itself evolves and martial arts mm-hmm. evolves very quickly. I really dislike the argument of who's the GOAT, Michael Jordan or LeBron. I, I, <laughs> you can't really compare them other than their accolades. And even with that, it's like for when Jordan was playing, the game was different versus when LeBron is playing. And even before Jordan, you had, uh, you know, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell. The game was different for them, too. The game was different even, you know, just four years prior to Jordan joining the league. So whenever people talk about who's, you know, the greatest of all time, it's just very difficult to say. But I also, you know, kind of made the comparison with my computers here because I have a, a newer um, uh, MacBook Air and I still have an old Mac Mini from 2000, maybe 11. And it still runs like a champ, but it can't compete with the the new one that I got um, from 2020. 
And it's like, and, and that's how I think about those conversations about the, the GOAT. It's like, well, and it's time that Mac Mini that I had was a bad motherfucker. Right. <laughs> but, and it's still, like I said, it still runs like a champ. But it can't do the things that this Mac, this uh, MacBook Air does. So yeah. it's just not a fair comparison because the generations are different. And especially in martial arts, it's just hard to ever say, you know, if Hoist Gracie, you know, who won UFC one, two, and four, you know, if that Hoist Gracie were competing against um, Ryan Hall. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like Ryan Hall, Gordon Ryan, uh, Gary Tonin, you know, if, if, you know, he's competing against those guys. What does that look like? If both, you know, both in their primes, the knowledge to the game is way different. Yeah. So it's not really comparable. I would say, you know, the current guys are going to win because of what they know now. Right. But then in 10 years from now, you're going to have another group of guys. And that's going to be the same argument. Well, what about Gordon Ryan, you know, in 10 years, you know, versus, you know, let's say Jacob Brown, you know, you know, is it even a fair comparison? I mean, there's going to be so much more knowledge, I would yeah. imagine, by then at least. But the future's bright, though, all the same. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But yeah, yeah, trust me, I, I don't like that argument, uh, those arguments <laughs> either. And it's the same thing, like, I've heard the same thing with, like, football. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the best wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, and you can't even do that. Like, you know, just there's so many factors, like, yeah, you're talking about different rule set. Like a yeah. wide receiver used to be able to get blasted. <laughs> you know, now you you can barely touch them. So it's like, and it's a thing fair. with that argument though. For football, it's almost a little different because the rules back then there were almost no rules yeah. versus rules now. So when you have someone like Tim Brown that had to, you know endure just beatings from you know a safety like ronnie lott you know coming across the middle and cracking them or you know lining up against um deon sanders you know stuff like that and deon wasn't a physical corner but still he he was he's, he's one of all time you know greats um up there as far as coverage you know versus guys now you know it's almost like every season there's a new top corner whereas when deon was playing he was a top corner for yeah. many years. Um, but, you know, whenever you talk about football, it, it does get a little weird because the rules for quarterbacks are way different because I love Dan Marino. Yeah. And though he never won a Super Bowl, you know, he, he's still, you know, the top quarterback to me. And Tom Brady, you know, he went to Michigan, go blue. <laughs> Um, he wasn't great at Michigan. He, he actually <laughs> was split in time with Drew Henson, who was a freshman while he was a senior. Yeah. Um, but you know, once he made it to the league, you know, and Tom Brady's doing big things still. Um, but it's crazy, you know, when you look at the rule set and you know what Brady had to play with, what Peyton Manning had to play with, what what Drew Brees had to play with, versus what Jim Kelly, Dan Marino, uh Boomer Esiason you know, all those cats back then, what they had and yeah. and they still, you know, you know, put up big numbers like Dan Marino for the longest time held the record for 
most passing yards in the season and most touchdowns in the season. And then just out of nowhere in like the 2010s, suddenly every quarterback was throwing for 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. Like it's, you know, nothing. Yeah. Probably a mixture of talent and, and rule set. (laughs) But the one argument I will always make is no one touches Barry Sanders. Oh, of course <laughs> no, not. No, it's Barry Sanders having that a horrible offensive line and doing what he did was just unhuman. Barry was so good that he made his offensive line pro bowlers. Yeah, yeah. Like, they 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 weren't pro bowler like pro bowl caliber linemen. Yeah. Um, you know, in comparison to you know the Cowboys, and that's not taking anything away from Emmitt Smith. Right. Um. But Dallas has always known how to put together a good O-line. You put most running backs in that backfield, and, and they're cracking a 1,000 easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you put Barry out there, and it, it, I, I want to say every every six months, I put on my Facebook a Barry Sanders highlight reel just to remind people, like, hey, don't forget. The real deal. <laughs> um and then, and then after I post that, I sit down and cry. And it's like, man, Detroit sure do know how to run careers, don't they? They had Barry. They had Megatron. <laughs> they had Sue. It's like, sheesh. Yeah. They can't get nobody and, and make them happy. Yeah, and I remember Matthew Stafford was supposed to be some, you know. I mean, yeah. I love Stafford. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I defend that dude. You know, my brother-in-law comes on every Thanksgiving. He's like, Jake, what's wrong with Stafford? <laughs> like they should cut him. They should trade him. They should re-sign him. It's like I mean they're not putting like yeah he had Megatron, but you need more. You need a run game. Yeah, you know and there was um I can't remember what season it was, but they had when they had Indomitian Sue. They were actually putting together a defense. They had Megatron. They I mean they made the playoffs for the first time in God knows how long. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And the thing is, they didn't build from there. Like they yeah. lost Sue in the offseason. They didn't build the secondary. They didn't, you know, they didn't build up those linebackers like they needed to. And the team just kind of it's where it is now. And now they got a bunch of picks for um for Stafford and and, and a young quarterback, but they lost all their receivers. <laughs> um their defense is kind of in limbo right now. And with the draft coming up at the one, hmm, we're in April right now. Oh yeah, because my daughter's birthday's in two weeks. Yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> um, the draft should be upcoming, and I'm hoping Detroit gets a receiver. Um, but it, it's weird with receivers in the NFL draft because you can get you know that great receiver early on, like a Megatron, or you can get a talented guy like Kenny Galladay and and build him up. Um, and I'm just hoping Detroit gets some kind of, you know, they always have the money for free agents. They just never really go for them. So I don't know. I Look, man, I just want to see Detroit make the playoffs and win a playoff game. They haven't won a playoff game since 92. And that's – like. I moved to Maryland in 1992 and that was the last time they won a playoff game. And so when I moved to Maryland, they had just lost to the Washington 
then Redskins, now football team, um, in the playoffs. And that was the first time I really cared about football. And I remember being so upset. And then when we moved out here, like the Ravens weren't a team yet here. So it was all Washington. And all I saw was burgundy and gold. And I was so angry. And then to make matters worse, Detroit, you know, they would keep making the playoffs and they would keep losing in the first round. And it was like, okay, <laughs> I'm I'm over this. I, I just want them to win one playoff game. They win a playoff game. That's our Super Bowl. <laughs> I'll, I will get a t-shirt that says Detroit, if they win the playoffs uh, this upcoming season I will get a t-shirt that says Detroit Lions 2021 Super Bowl champs or 2022 Super Bowl champs people will clown me for it but like look you don't know what I've been through <laughs> yeah you know what it's it's it, with the team it didn't. I don't mean this in a bad way, but with a team like Detroit, it's like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta take your victories. Yeah, man. Like, they, they make the when they made the playoffs a couple years back. I was like, yes, all right, that's a big win. And, you know, people were like, yeah, yeah, Detroit's in the playoffs, and I was like, no, no, trust me, I'm not excited because <laughs> I know how this ends. Yeah. Um, but you know, when when it's all said and done, Detroit doesn't have a winning attitude. I've said that plenty of times on this on this podcast. They like their sports teams. Uh, you know they don't have that winning attitude. Like the Red Wings were phenomenal for many years. I think they had like a twenty five year playoff streak, and they they just knew how to do it. They knew how to get there. They knew how to make the semis at least, if not winning the cup, and. They've just kind of fallen apart. The Pistons are just the Pistons this year just gave up everything. They don't even have a team, basically. Okay. Hell, even their their WNBA team, they won the championship in 04 and then relocated the team to Tulsa. It's like, <laughs> how are you gonna win the championship and then leave? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. so terrible. And I don't even want to talk about the Tigers. Because I don't, I don't even know if they still play. <laughs> like, but anyhow, enough about my piss poor uh, fandom for Detroit, because after this, I'm probably going to just go drink a box of wine and cry. Like, <laughs> why can't why don't they love me? <laughs> um, so with um, Arte Suave 5 upcoming, um, you got any uh, matches announced yet for them? Uh, you know anything set up uh not announced we got some preliminary um matches because that's what we do we grab names we um put it on the we have a red corner and a blue corner we fill out the red corner first and then we find matches for the red corner um we do have one match which both ladies have agreed to uh the first uh, one is her name is Josie Perez. She was she's been on two Arte Suaves, and she a hundred percent embodies "Come Back with Your Shielder" on it. A hundred percent. This girl goes out there and is hunting to finish their her opponent. It is it's insane. I love watching this girl. Like she, I don't care where she competes. She competes on fight to win, submissions on the shore, IBJJF. Anyway, I'm going to watch her just because of her attitude. And she's the sweetest girl, like, teen ever. 
Um, she's got such a positive attitude. Uh, she's from Chu Jitsu in, in um, Southern California, and she is going up against Drea Willis from Ramona BJJ. It's mm-hmm. a yellow slash gray belt match at 93 pounds, and I promise you it will be a good one. And we're switching things up a little bit for this event. So we got an, an obviously Southern California. We're trying out a new way of doing things. And um, instead of going into overtime, every single adult match is going to be 10 minutes. So these guys better make sure their cardio is on point. <laughs> <laughs> and every kid's match is going to be seven minutes. Wow. And it's it's going to go to judges' decision. Um, I'm going to be one of the judges, um, and we'll have two other, a couple other judges, and we're going to be judging based off of uh, first of all going after submission. It's going to be a little bit different than uh, than uh, fights win. Okay. Um, obviously, submissions count heavily based off of. Um, being a submission only event or you know that's the main goal is to submit somebody not really based off points um and then a, a little bit more of like aggression like aggression in uh attempting to pro- uh, progress um none of this ibjjf like ah uh, looks like i'm trying to you know go or you know you you, you know you gotta actually look like it, it's Somebody who's actually really paying attention, you can tell when someone's trying to stall <laughs> and when someone's trying not to. So don't look like you're stalling. Like, go for it. And if uh, I, I've seen some matches where I've seen people retreat the guard, um, you know, well, they'll get out of like a Delahiva or or they're in the, somebody's butterfly and they'll pin the legs and stand up and get out of their butterfly and stand right back up. You are retreating when you're doing that. That is not good. That will count against you in a, in a judge's decision. Um, so things things like that. Um, we're kind of we're we're working on sending out that email once we have everything kind of uh, everybody kind of listed on there. But it's going to be kind of like an experimental way of uh, doing submission only. And uh, ten minutes is plenty enough to to get a submission. So and then for an adult, and seven minutes for a kid is is plenty. So. I think so. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun. Well, like you said, the cardio is going to be a big factor, and that's, you know, that's going to play heavy um, down that line where, you know, as you're fighting and fighting and fighting, and just when you start to fade, that's when you get caught. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So with – you know, number five upcoming, and then as you're moving forward, because it, it looks like, you know, this is going well, so there's no no signs of, you know, stopping anytime soon, correct? No stopping anytime soon, no. no. Good, good. No. Um, hopefully, you know, I've been, I, I keep saying this every spring, um, last year not counting because of COVID, but I wanted to try to get out to California sometime soon and like i've made so many just really good friends through social media out there and so you know what when i used to work for uh, health insurance i was handling the patient calls for uh california so i got into this mode where i'd have to give directions to patients 
Yeah. And I ended up learning a lot of the places, almost like, you know, I started talking as if I lived there. So I was like, now I'm like, you know what? I need to just go out there and just visit. Yeah, I have a couple of friends that um, moved out that way too. So I want to go see them, you know, just um, hopefully one of my trips out there or hopefully any trip that I make out there is within, you know, uh, the time window of when there's an Arte Suave event going on, because I'd love to, you know, be able to experience it in person and just, you know, feel that, that energy, um, you know, up close and personal. Yeah. Just let me know when, and maybe we can like make adjustments <laughs> to try and make it possible. Luckily, uh, you know, one of the guys that actually scheduled the date. So yeah. Uh, let me know and i can even schedule some of the friends that you made uh to be on the card like i know i've been talking to michelle nunez to to get on the card oh uh, that i would love to see like whether i'm watching you know from home or in person i would love to see her compete um she, she's been on the she she's been on a bit of a war path lately just every time i look up she she's out there at a competition now that competitions are starting to open back up yeah it's like you can't can't keep track of her at this point. I actually have a a girl in mind that's that's gonna be getting her brown belt, and they're around the same weight. Mm. This girl's a savage, and I talked to her this weekend. She showed up at uh, at the event, and I'm like, "Hey, she, we were trying to get her a match, and we couldn't because um, she's so tiny, and there's not many tiny purple belts in the area." Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, "Hey, when you get your brown belt, uh, I got a." you know, person that you can compete against. That would be a fun match. I personally think would be a fun match. Absolutely. And, and she's like, great. <laughs> Sounds good to me. So, and Michelle's actually, you know, Michelle's the girl. And I won't mention the name of the other girl, but um, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll see it once it happens. <laughs> and hopefully it's the day that, you know, you come to California. Hey, I'm, I'm going to try to sort something. Hopefully this summer I can yeah. get out there. But um, when I was talking with Michelle a few months back, I didn't realize how tiny she was. Yeah. Um, I think her personality just is so big. So I always felt like she was like just taller. Yeah. And when she told me her height, I was like, oh, my goodness. Like I, I could put you in my pocket. And just, <laughs> yeah. Like if, if I were going on a trip, I'd just throw you in the backpack. Yeah. Um, that that's not to be offensive to any of my listeners that may be little Sorry. people. <laughs> Although I feel like that's more offensive, but hey, yeah. I don't know because I'm not in that pocket. Yeah. <laughs> no, no pun. Oh my god, that was horrible. Um <laughs> all right. So yeah, let me stop while I'm ahead. <laughs> um well, look, Alfredo, the, uh, with Arte Suave, I'm excited for you, man. I'm looking forward to this next event. The The 22nd of May, I am actually available. I'm working, but I'm not like, you know, there isn't a Nerd Rage event going on or or any kind of, you know, gym event that I have to be at. So I'm looking forward to checking that one out and um, you know, as as we lead up closer to it, just promoting it, because I know with the first event, I was doing a lot of posting. The last uh, three, unfortunately, I do apologize. That it's like I'll start setting stuff up, and then I just never actually put the post out. It's like I have, and then by the time I'm ready to put the post out, you know, the event's over. I'm like, oh shit, 
Like, man. All right. Well, I'll, I'll do something else and, and promote it, you know, on the next go around. Um, but I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing uh, Arte Suave 5 and hopefully, you know, again, carving out some time and sitting down and, you know, kind of discussing some of the matchups going in. And, you know, like I said, trying to get some eyes on it, um, more eyes on it, because I, I think you've got a pretty good um, stranglehold on, you know, getting people watching the events, which is, you know, just phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and no need to apologize, man. Just just your love and support um, that you've already even given us is to me is is amazing. And uh, your friendship is to me is, is is enough and the appreciation for for what we're doing it's i think everything else is is it comes without forcing it the best things come unforced so sure thing yeah. um man you know like just again with what you guys are doing it's just it because it's from the heart and it's not something that's like you know it, you know like I said the best things come when it's not forced that's the same thing just knowing about this event and and just seeing it and and watching where it came from to where it's at and to where it's going it's just like it it's it's magic so um i'm glad to you know be a part of it in some capacity and i actually wore um your rash guard to uh, the gym this morning um I, and I didn't even think to take a picture. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like I did take a picture, but not um, while wearing it. I took it because I, um, whenever I set up like the the cover work for episodes, um, I try to find something, you know, um, you know, it's nothing necessarily clever or anything. It's just more like, oh, okay, let me throw the laptop down on the mat and you know put the the rash guard um, next to it, and then go ahead and take a picture. And I was like, uh, maybe I should have wore it and stood, you know, against the logo here and took a picture. But either way, um, still love it. And when people see it, they're like, dude, like that's slick. We like it. So, um, you know, thank you for that so much. Um, so, um, in wrapping up, uh, anything, uh, that you want to, um, announce anything you want to plug or shout out? Um, yeah, actually, since we were talking about Arte Suave, I just want to give a shout out to every single one of the sponsors um, that we have, uh, which is uh, Veganism, uh, Axiom Genesis, Render Media Agency, Dreamweaves, Steadfast Soaps, uh, Restore, Gaydama, Our Life CBD, and The Gospel Grappler. A special shout out to The Gospel Grappler from day one. When I told him what we were doing, just like exactly how I told you, he said, I absolutely love this. I want to be a part of it. And he believed in us since day one. I got so much love for him. Um, he's constantly encouraging me and um, such such a good human being. Um, and I'm just glad that he's he's a part of the event. And um, yeah. That's that's it. Absolutely. Um, and if you could, uh, could you send me um, a list of the sponsors? I want to uh, put them in the show notes as well. Yeah. Um, I always like to, as much as I can, 
include, you know, everyone. Just make sure that, you know, people know, know where to find them. Um, otherwise, you know, thank you again for doing this with me. This, you know, it's always a treat. Yeah. Just getting to sit down and have these talks. So thank you. I, I greatly appreciate you, man. Yeah. Thank you for having me, man. I, 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 again, like I said, this, this is awesome. I appreciate it. Um, thank you everyone who's been listening to the show. I uh, greatly appreciate everyone. Thank you to um, Alfredo with uh, Arte Suave. It's always a treat having him on the show. So I greatly appreciate um, him as well. Make sure you guys are following him on Instagram and staying in tune just so when the upcoming events um, are available, you'll know. Um, also, make sure you check out my good friends over there at Nerd Rage Radio. We actually just recorded episode number 300. That should be upcoming in a uh, few weeks. So um, looking forward to you all hearing that. We had a good time. And that's run by Bobby Skullface, um, Joe KW, and Chris Pinkerton. Uh, we also had Marilyn Phil there and Tyler the Collector as well on the show. So, oh, and Mrs. Skullface. So uh, check it out. It, it was a fun time, and you guys, um, I think you'll enjoy the you know, the show in general. So check out Nerd Rage Radio over there. Otherwise, thank you again, everyone. Thank you so much. Um, if you got any questions, concerns, reach out to me, BJJWiki on Instagram, and, or I'm sorry, BJJ.Wiki on Instagram, and Off The Mats podcast on Instagram as well. Um, otherwise, you guys keep listening. I'm going to keep making these. Goodbye. Now let me see his soul.